Welcome to the Business Launch Podcast. Join us as we get up close and personal with savvy entrepreneurs. Let's explore their business journey and how they navigated challenges and reached their goals. I'm your host, Carlos Simonio. Hey, welcome back to the Business Launch Podcast. I'm here today, tonight, or wherever you're watching or listening with Tom McLeod. He's a good friend of mine. We've known each other for quite a while. He coached my son in basketball, in rep basketball, and I love the guy, and he's really down to earth. Business is booming. He, we both love the game of basketball, and we connect that way. And welcome to the show, well, Tom. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Awesome. And uh, congratulations on your podcast and how well it's going so far. Yeah, it's, I was really shocked with the way people are taking it. I'm just happy to have guys like you who's actually contributing and getting their businesses promoted, which is a bonus for me and for our listeners. So tell us a bit about yourself, Tom. So where did you grow up? How did you get started in business? Basically, just a normal upbringing. I've been in basketball since I was in year three, I think. Um, we had a, a lovely teacher, a year three teacher or year four teacher, whatever it was. He basically got the mini ball competition started up at, at Police Boys way back in the day up at Hornsby. And ever since then, I've had a passion for basketball. I've played my whole life, not at a very high standard, Carlo, but it's a game that I've been playing forever. And I've, like you just said, I've enjoyed coaching and refing and we've run comps and all that sort of stuff fast forward to when i left school i did a couple of years at mcdonald's through high school and then out of school in management and then got offered a apprenticeship in carpentry which just happened out of nowhere and decided to go for that and um, applied myself and became a carpenter and then a licensed builder and yeah, set about being a builder for, I've been a builder ever since then, which is over 20 years now. And so getting into a basketball court building business, old sports court Sydney, it's happened by chance. I saw dream courts advertising in Sydney on Facebook one time. I thought, wow, that's so cool. I've got to contact these guys and see if I can help build these things. And sure enough, we started doing their Sydney courts and they'd only done one or two courts in Melbourne anyway. And so we, yeah, set about getting started helping them. And then I was fascinated at how many people want a basketball courts. And they're just people like you and I, just mums and dads with kids that are enjoying the game. And, and um, we've turned into a full-time business. So at one stage there, I was running a building business and trying to do courts on the side. And then it was just too exciting and too busy. Here we are, years so, later, doing courts. Does that mean you dropped the other part of your business and just focus on just the sports courts now? Yeah, it was difficult to be doing both. And there was even a few jobs that wanted like a house extension and a court. And I thought, oh yeah, that's really cool. But then as any business book that you read encourages you to niche, whatever you're doing, become really good at what your niche is. And so I just thought, let's go all in. And here we are enjoying it, loving it. Yeah, it's, I've seen some of your work. You are, it's, I think you guys, and I love your social media. Whoever's doing your social media is killing it for you as well. So it's showing really good yeah, work. Cool. Yeah, yeah, um, a good job. I was actually fascinated with actually some of the actual businesses that you've done, like the AUSAs. I was like, wow, I wouldn't mind having a business, something similar to that. So 
membership site type of business that's actually churning every week so it's yeah and we've done for AUSA we've done it for golf facilities some soccer facilities and what else have we done there's a couple of other sports there's a badminton facility that we've done sports facility management yeah that's exciting and exciting to be a part of as well yeah that's I think with the emergence of basketball again becoming bigger and better now NBL taking off local players into the nba it's just opal's doing well the boomers doing well yeah i think it's uh, there's a newfound love for basketball here in australia as we both know now yeah what what are the early wins for you when you first started when you first started business or even sydney sports courts yeah sports court sydney so we yeah the early wins for me would be the flow of how easy it was to to transition in and that is in life there's moments where it seems to be all uphill and everything's hard and push and you're really trying to when we started this business it just felt like every door just kept opening which i like that's free-flowing and it's the right energy and we met a lot of great people we made a few mistakes we aligned ourselves with great suppliers and products and then hired accordingly not without issues along with this any business will have issues along the way but the, the early windfalls for me will be would just be that knowing that there's a market being able to deliver the quality of jobs that we do for the customers and being able to turn that into a, a business that actually makes money so yeah. that would be the early windfalls yeah it's it's that niche market that you got now i think there's just a handful of you guys doing here in australia even in Sydney, do you have many competitors here at the moment in Sydney? Or? Yes. What's a competitor? Or you? What is a competitor? Someone who yeah, actually competitors. Yeah, go on. Someone who's actually doing similar work than you are. But I think yeah. you've done a great job. I think you're partnering up with some of your actual competitors. I think. Yeah. Or. Can you take a higher approach to who our competitors are? Yeah. Because as you said, there's four or five guys, probably half a dozen to 10 Australia-wide that do what we do. Are we really competitors? Yeah. Is the market that tight that we're all competitors? No. Or do you have to look at what we're actually doing? Yeah. So what we're actually doing and what we're giving to our customers, it's not just about building them a basketball court and it's not just about the product we give them. Yeah, It's about what it gives them. And it gives them a, it gets them off, it gets the kids off devices and outside. You've got kids, right? Yes. You know, what modern technology has done for kids these days. Good and the bad, right? <laughs> Good and bad, for sure. How often as a parent do you think, oh, come on, man, we've got to get you guys outside. Let's go for a walk, let's get you outside and moving. So is my competitor someone else that's doing building basketball courts or is it Netflix and is it Snapchat it's and is true. it the iPhone? Who's our competitors? My background is building, right? Building houses and renovating. And in that industry, and don't get me wrong, I do appreciate what your question and, yeah. and there is for sure that in any business there's competitors, but is it really com- competition as in kill or be killed? It's we're all delivering awesome basketball courts. Of course, I think mine are better than theirs and they think <laughs> the same, but at the end of the day, we're really, we're trying to give our customers something that's an alternative to a problem they've got. 
Yeah. And so it's not just about smartening up their backyard. It's not just about building a court or having the grass versus a court tile or this size hoop or that size backboard or whatever. It's really what we're trying to do. And if I don't think there has to be a negative spin on competitors. We all, if I lose a job to somebody else that's doing it, I still wish the best for the customer and know that they're going to have a great court. I don't think oh, you're going to have a terrible experience. And you, I don't see it that way. Yeah, maybe I'm a little bit quirky that way, but no, I, I, don't no, find, I don't find the competitors competitive in the way you're asking the question. I yeah. think our main competitors really are the phone and all the different things that are on here that distract our kids. And, absolutely, um, absolutely. And all the distractions in life that are stopping mums and dads playing with their kids outside. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's actually, you've, I like how you flip flip that upside down. Yeah, you, it's a helicopter view of the whole business and the whole industry, really. Yeah. It's And it doesn't have to be follow any of the other guys on socials. I don't find that I don't think that helps me do anything I don't try to be I feel and I've felt like that over the years I look at them and think, oh good god they've done a job in Roseville they've done a job here they've done a job there like it doesn't these days it doesn't bother me I think awesome cool I know who those people were they contacted me and now they've gone with that company to to get the court done fantastic I'm happy they went through and their kids get to a good court get to play outside <laughs> yeah and have a court excellent in terms of on the flip side have, has there been any events where you thought that crap, this is not going, well, or you've had you had your business had to survive in a certain way, and started struggling in any sense? Have you had any of those? Absolutely, Absolutely. and I think I wouldn't be on my own to say that it's been a tough couple of years. Like I said before we started, weather has been brutal for our business and that's been a curveball I didn't see coming, which affects cash flow, which affects job planning, which affects customer happiness and delivery. And we've had, man, it's business. It, one week it's this and next week it's that and some weeks are awesome and other weeks you wonder what the heck you're doing. And I don't know, this year's been funny like that. It just seems, I'll give you an example. Today, when we build our synthetic grass courts, we put down a layer of road base and we get our whacker packer, a plate compactor, go around, and we've got two of them. And the boys are down in Cronulla doing a job. So they take one of the compactors down there, they go to start it, they pull the, the pull cord out. Okay, cool. Go to Kenards and go hire one. So they go hire one and they come down. It's broken. So they return it. They go to another hire shop and bring it back and then they're washed out for the day. So I've paid three guys for the day. I've hired two compactors. I own two. I've also hired two today and we haven't compacted anything yet. We haven't, the, the job never got started. But there's some days you wake up and you've got a plate compactor issue and it's becomes like I own two of them that are fully serviced and ready to go. And all of a sudden that's a major problem today. And I've got staff waiting for it and it's an hour and a half away from where I, and so Every day there's a challenge. Every day there's something to, some days small problems. Recently uh, we hired a new foreman and he wasn't working out. So after a couple of weeks and months, oh, probably four or five weeks of having him and giving him some feedback, we had to let him go. That was costly and emotionally draining at the time. So there's always challenges. It does, it's not, there's no, I remember a friend of mine said to me, I said, oh, the startup costs this and the startup, he said, Tom, the startup costs never stop. They're just all startup costs. It's forever costs. There's forever costs of running the business and it's yeah, about, that's, yeah, yeah, it's about rolling it back in the business. Am I right? Yeah, mm. absolutely. And yeah. not getting too emotionally attached to any of these problems and just solve them on their merits and then 
get back to work, <laughs> get back to business, get back to being centered and happy and trying to think straight. Yeah. What makes your business stand out from other businesses similar to yours? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I changed that. Yeah. I changed yeah, yeah, that no, a bit. That's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> no, I like that. Look, at, you know, we all think we have the best business and we all have a competitive edge. What makes our business different is it's run by a licensed builder. And I know just about all the other competitors aren't licensed in any way. They're just building courts. So I've got 20 years of building experience and actually building houses for like people. Yeah, for a living. Uh, for a living. We have affiliated ourselves. So we don't own any of the product lines that we use. So we don't own the grass company. We don't own the hoop company or the court tiles or anything like that. Other competitors do. So they've got their own brands of different things, but we've affiliated yeah. ourselves with the best brands. And yeah. that's through trial and error of using all We've installed just about everything, every court tile, every hoop that's available to my knowledge. Yeah. And we hang our hat on the quality of our Sinlog court tiles, our rubber court tiles, uh, sorry, our synthetic grass surface, our rubber court tiles, our mega slam hoops, our Haverford nets, the type of lights we use, the type of everything that we do. Everything is, is quality. quality, yes. It, it is. Of yeah, and of course... We do miss out on a few quotes here and there because our price is slightly different. Not by much, but it's some, every now and then I think, well, look, then it's not apples for apples. So yeah. if they if that customer's price range is for that, then all the best. And I sincerely hope they get what they're after. So I guess that's our advantage. We've also got a really cool showroom here at North Rocks yeah. that customers can ha come have a look at. So we've invested in that and that's good fun. So they can yeah. come and test the quality for themselves, which is exciting. Yeah. That's a really good point of difference yeah. as well. If your customers want to come and have a look at the quality of your your yeah. course, it's right there. And that's, and that's important yeah. because it's really important for me and I wouldn't change it because our customers, if you're doing a bathroom, you can go to Harvey Norman, you can go to Bunnings, you can go to Reese, you can go check tap fittings and toilets and sinks and vanities and all that stuff. You can go have a look before you buy and it can be a little bit overwhelming to spend a bit of money on a basketball court and have never seen it until it gets installed in your house. Yeah. So it can be pretty, it's important to, with that type of investment, to be able to touch and feel and bounce and choose colors and choose options and let the kids have a shoot around. It's yeah. important to me to have that. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I think from the videos that I've seen, it looks amazing. I wish I owned my own house because I'll hire you in the heartbeats. Oh, I've got to get you around to the show, man. Bring the kids. <laughs> yeah, Come for sure. For sure. What motivates you daily, Tom? I'm naturally motivated and optimistic as I've always been. I'm motivated, I'd say, most by my family. My wife and I run the business and have a fantastic marriage and we've got three awesome kids that's busy having them as well as you so it's pretty easy to stay happy and motivated every day when you're building basketball courts and running around after the kids yeah it's, that's my motivation that's my motivation there yeah it's always good to have something to motivate you to do well in your business uh, it's great that you work with your wife as well absolutely and in terms of business motivation nothing brings me more joy than building a court but someone like yourself with ethan and the other kids and we finish a court the kids i give everybody a basketball at the end and a cool leather basketball i'll bring one of them for you tonight by the way carly and having a shoot around with the kids sending the drone up for our videos and there's not it is so exciting i'm still i remember being 
I remember playing basketball with my brother when I was probably 12, 13, 14, and we'd be playing in the backyard. I can't even remember what sort of hoop we had. It was nothing like we've got today. <laughs> I think my uncle made some welded thing with a netball hoop on the front and some sort of thing. I don't know. And I actually also remember my brother and I making one out of two pallets stuck together with a brace on it and a hoop that we put in our driveway and nearly killed ourselves doing it. But I still, when I hand over a ball and we have a shoot around with the kids, I still get that feeling like I'm that kid and it's like Christmas day. So mm -hmm. that keeps me motivated. We do the quality of our work. I'm a bit of a Nazi with my team and we'll happily redo things if we have to. And I'm always onto them about quality. So staying motivated that way is easy and yeah. effortless in my world because home sorted, a happy wife, happy, happy family. Life. Yeah. And we've got a great team that does great work. So it's- How many um, in your team, by the way? So I just had two foremen and four laborers and we're just a bit short of that at the moment because one of the foremen have gone and then another one in the office and Belinda and I. So there's seven or eight, anywhere yes. between seven to 10 at any given time. Depends um, on how many projects. Into, yeah. yeah, we can, I can hire a lot of workers, but I, it's the tradesman and the site foreman role that's the most, most important that I've found. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Who are your influences growing up in business and in life? My dad, my dad was my role model. He passed away when I was 18, just out of school. It's, it was a bit of a, an experience for me to get through as a young man growing up. And he was definitely a big influence. He was larger than life. He was, I think he was president of Hornsby Spiders there for a couple of years. Wow. He was that sort of, he was that sort of guy. He was, we went and played soccer and he was the president of the soccer club. And everywhere he went, he was, got involved and put his hand up and volunteered and it was of service. And he was a great father. So his, I was one of five and he was happily married. Died suddenly, unfortunately. And uh, so he was my inspiration growing up, for sure. And has been still ever since then. And then moving on into business, there was probably a couple of people, a couple of role models that I thought I looked up to that weren't quite what they were and which I've learned in time to be careful who you look up to and absorb information from because yeah it's that can also be detrimental but I've also found I've found inspiration and motivation and education through reading books and listening to audio and if there's a specific problem that I'm stuck on or thing I'm going through, there's always somebody that's already been through that. And you can go looking for that. It could be recently I had to hire and then fire fairly quickly. And then so you're driving there to fire someone, guess what? You can go to YouTube and there's people that are, there's business leaders that have done their t t 10 minute video clips on the right way to how to speak to people properly and how to do it legally and how to do it this way and that way. So there's no specific, there's no specific thing or person that I can think of in my adult life that I've looked up to, but there's a whole heap that are on the list. If you yeah. Excellent. What are your big goals for you and the business in the next three to 10 years? It's to be the best that we can be in Sydney and then to look beyond once we really get good at what we do. So the goals at the moment are to be able to increase revenue, of course, every year consistently, expand what we do. So we're really good at residential. We want to get really good at commercial and facilities. We want to get really good at education and just continue to secure our good relationships we have with suppliers, hire good staff 
and just continue to grow. And then, yeah, and then who knows from there how far we can take it. Excellent. I think I think your business is doing so well that I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities as long as you continue to build that relationships. And I think it's going north from what I can see anyway. Yeah. What's your top advice for entrepreneurs who's going, starting their own business or getting into business? What's the good advice that you would leave? Because I found my niche, yeah. but finding a niche is, I've always heard that and I was stuck in construction doing renovations and that's not niche. That's, there's a lot of people that do that. So finding a niche, I was fortunate to be able to dovetail like my career and a passion. So my passion was basketball. And as you, I've never played for Australia, I've played a couple of seasons of reps when I was a kid and I've yeah. been playing my whole life. It's a passion for the sport. And I've been able to dovetail that into my career. It helps. It, it certainly does help, especially in those tough times yeah. where there's tough times and it's easy to, I've got an office that has a basketball court in it. It's, I'm reminded, I remind myself often how exciting this business is and how exciting it is for customers as well. Other advice I would say is know your numbers and know them as quickly as you can. And every business is different, but look, it's basically income expenses and managing cash flow. Yeah. So you've just got to make sure that there's more coming in than going out. And each business is different. Some businesses are like a service business like mine. We can manage cash flow by getting deposits in and buying the products and having payment turns. Yeah. If you're running a coaching business, it's slightly different with smaller overheads. If you're doing a retail store, there's a lot of upfront costs. And so it's super important to manage your cash flow that way, borrowing money, et cetera, et cetera. So knowing your cash flow specific for your business yeah. is is number one, because if you're giving to your customers and your staff and you're keeping everybody happy and you're not making any money, you've got about a month or two before it's all over. You have to know from the start, it's critical. And I know that from experience where we've gone through tough times and had businesses that weren't that didn't go so well yeah. back in the day. And it really is, it's that topic and knowing the numbers is- um, That's the most critical into any business. Yeah, it is. And also last thing is making sure you deliver to your customers. Whatever it is that your niche is, whatever your business model is, it has to be centered around making sure your customers are so happy that they refer you to their friends and come back as repeat customers. In my business, we don't really get repeat customers. We've had a couple that have moved house and rebuilt, but so we lean towards more of the referrals. Yes. So if there's no referrals, that means that something's going wrong. It yeah. means that you're, they're not happy and they're not telling you. And it's not all about Google reviews, but it could be, you'll be able to see it in other ways. So I would say try, find your passion and try and turn that into a niche. Manage your cash flow and over-deliver to your customers. Excellent. Book, do you have a book that you can recommend our listeners? I've read and listened to a lot of books. and I listen to a lot of books. Audible's so my friends. Yeah, yeah. And I think when I first got into business, I really liked the E-Myth by Michael E. Gerber, which was awesome. And not that I've executed this business exactly that way, but that was a great book. And then I guess it's really, it could be any book. I don't think it could be whatever, just like I was saying before, it could be anything that you're into at the time. It could be like, if you're stuck on a marketing thing, you can go down that avenue and there's thousands of people that have gone through what you're going through and have written a book about it. Yeah. It could be you and I talking and you say, hey, you got to read this book, Homology, or you have to read this book. And then you go away, you order it on Audible or you order it against the living. But then there's also, there's YouTube, there's like 
podcasts like this. There's other podcasts. There's also, you can get like a whole book's worth of knowledge from a five or 10 minute conversation with someone. I ran into one of my competitors, a big synthetic grass company recently, and he was a really good guy. And this guy is about 10 times bigger than we are. And literally, and oh, at his story, and I loved his setup that he had in his truck. And I was asking him about his staff and his sales staff and his customers and how he does that. There was a, that's like a whole book on its own. Talking to a competitor that's been around for twenty five years mm-hmm. and is turning over ten million dollars a year. That that was really exciting, and that I drove away so enthusiastically after that. That was the same sort of inspiration you get from a book, and it was just a five or ten minute chat which was actually an interview. So I was saying was that you can be inspired by just about anybody that you catch up with and chat to about. It's not specifically one book and it's probably the next book you read is going to be the best book that you have. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's awesome. I think there's, I'm always reading books nowadays. Technology is changing. I like Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week and then I've got a few other books that I actually follow and the like rich dad poor dad as well so so there's there are so many books it just depends on the season on what you actually need specifically yeah that's to my point before that it could be one week it's sales funnel next week it's employment or cash flow there's such a wide or it could be personal like I, i listen to a lot of off top not even business topic books i'm not really into novels as such it can inspire me but it could be about health could be about mindset it could be about business it could be about anything and it's whatever keeps you focused on your business and your, and your goals yeah and your family there's so many to choose from yeah there's so much content out there that can help you in one way or another it's just a matter of choosing what's right for you at the right time yeah one week it could be books next week it could be podcasts next week it could be youtube clips or that's you know, right something else yeah absolutely how do you want to impact the world and what kind of legacy do you want to have wow what a question i think i'm not looking to take over the world as an influencer or a politician or anything like that i think my most important job in this world is being a good father and a role model to my kids and any other kids and the way I can do that is by being present, by being a good father, by doing it my way, which for me is running a business and jumping out of the mainstream matrix type of way of living. And I can show my kids that I can do life my little way where I like to run a business that inspires me and yeah. is happy for me, which puts food on the table and a roof over their head and staff employed and is happy. So in terms of leaving a legacy and inspiring the world, it would be in my own little world. and. Yeah inspiring those close to me to be able to step out of their comfort zone out of the ordinary and what feels good because if it doesn't feel good if it's not meaningful what are you doing it for exactly. the answer is just typical tom this which is the great guy that you are and it looks like it's overflowed to your business to your family as well so yeah thank you again for coming on the podcast if the folks wanted to reach out to you to do business with you or to reach out for you for a question or something like that, what's the best way to get a hold of you? 
sports.sydney.com.au or jump onto our socials. If you want to check out some of our work, just go to Instagram or Facebook. And I think we've now got it on TikTok and Snapchat, if that's your cup of tea. But yeah, you can contact us anyway through through our social media, through our website. So it's Sports Court Sydney. I'll leave those links in the show notes and make sure that they come and reach out to you as well. Yeah. Thank you very much, Tom. I'll um, I'll drop off one of my business cards. See you tonight. Yeah. I'll see you tonight. it's a bouncing basketball card. <laughs> yeah, well, tell me you're going to be there tonight. Oh, mate, I'm there tonight at 9.15, so I'll, I'll be there nice and early for you and I'll, um, I'll watch you guys win. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, thank you very much again, Tom, and I'll looking forward to releasing the show and I'll let you know when it's done. Yeah. Thank well, you. you. Have a great night. Thanks, Carlo. Yeah. See you, mate. See you, mate. You've been listening to the Business Launch Podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes and come and visit our website at businesslaunch.agency. Thank you and have a great day.